I was licking my straw. If you're seductive, that's what you read into it. No God, homo. I wish we were live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, okay, so for real, though, like, he's he, Dylan sent me some stuff about uh, for wrestling for me to start getting get into and stuff and whatnot. What, who was your favorite, Jeff? Oh, real quick. I sent, I sent him a post of MJF just being MJF to a child. Because that's so Tyler. <laughs> Tyler is MJF. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tyler's MJF. What? He is. He is MJF. Oh, I, I don't know if I should be offended because I've only seen one video on the dude. I, it's not, it wasn't intended to offend. It was just a realization. You make that realization. How? How am I like him? Because you're an asshole. All the time. Not, not it does, all it the does, time. Okay, but it doesn't matter who it is. It's, it's not purposeful. It's just, just natural. Are. Doesn't matter who. I'm feeling personally attacked right now. I mean, no, no way. You can't do natural either. And just no, like, I don't, I don't give a shit. My, my kid, I, I really don't give a shit. My kid was chewing too loud when he was eating. I fucking bitched him out earlier. So it's all good. MJF. <laughs> Chew with your fucking mouth closed, please. It's all I ask. No, that's that's actually facts. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> Calm down, Bobo. Was Jeff seductively sucking on a straw again? Was he not. was, yes. I mean, that I'm time just... he 100% did it on purpose. And he made <laughs> eye contact. You know, you maintain eye contact and exert dominance. Uh, that doesn't work when you're blowing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. Life lessons with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what does asserting eye con? What's maintaining eye contact not assert dominance? Now you know. Now we know. <laughs> if I ever play Jeopardy, I'm gonna fucking nail that shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh shit, I almost killed Jeff. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. That would, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, what is uh <laughs> All right. We took a survey from 100 people. You know, name five things that don't assert dominance while making eye contact. <laughs> But Steve. you have to have Steve Harvey on there for that one. Yeah. Otherwise, oh yeah, 100% Steve Harvey. Oh man. Okay. Well, we're live, so if we want to get to business now. Oh shit. All right. Well, I guess we should get. <laughs> Welcome to movies, Bruce and rants, where we talk about seductive blowjobs. Um, I'm Tyler. <clears throat> I'm Dills. I'm shaking my motherfucking head already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, we are three different generations of people who love movies. Uh, each podcast, we choose a different movie to go over and dissect, unless it's a movie series. Uh, these are all our opinions. We take them as you wish. This week, uh, we are reviewing Young Guns 2 in the Young Guns series. Yeah, I got them uh, for two. Where they still didn't go pew, pew, pew with their finger guns. Um, very disappointed in that. <clears throat> Um, but hey, you know, funny you're talking about blowjobs. There was a whorehouse, there so was a whorehouse. that kind of fits in well with it. Um, although I was very upset when they uh, he took the liquor, poured it all over the liquor bar, and set it on fire, and set the whorehouse on fire. All Is right, it well, bad that I was well, more upset because of the alcohol burning instead of you know the whores losing their house? Yes. What year was it? Um, eighteen fifty-seven. No, the liquor's way more important at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My point, man. That stuff was so, dude. That back in that in that time of year, um, dude, that was like a week's worth of wages on for some people. So um, sending a message. And by the way. I don't know actually what year it was. That's just the first one that popped in my head. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Fairly certain. I know they say it. And Jeff's going to keep this draw in his mouth like a walrus this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, oh, it's boy. 1881. It's but it's reusable? So, I mean... Are you saving the turtles? I don't think I am because it's 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 this can I mean this will really wreck a turtle. Just saying. Which end? Yeah, the business end. <laughs> so questions. Do do turtles poop? Like is yes. it just like come out and, as <laughs> everything poops? Does it Everybody just come out poops. as water or does it come out as actual turds? I don't know. I've never, I've never witnessed. I'm barely certain it has a cloaca. I don't know. The fuck? Oh, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. So, Dylan, give us a quick synopsis of this. Okay. So, at this point of the story. Hey, by the way, hold on. Uh, Jeff, what are you drinking? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh. I'm having a, a Kunas Jack and Ginger, which is SoCo, and I got some uh, blackberry ginger ale to go with that. No, solid. I have uh, my Avengers cup from my five-year-old's birthday party uh, filled with uh, Evan Williams honey and Dr. Pepper, you know, because that uh, goes well together. I have this uh, premium bottle of Dasani because... I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of need to rope this one back in. So, solid that, point. So that's what that's there for. Yeah, it's and the, the, the youngest member showing the maturity behind the game while we spiral into a debauch of well, liquor fueled anger. Well, th- this is also rant. this is also oh, my movie. Oh. So, just wait until the next movie. <laughs> Anyways, so Young Guns two. Uh, Dylan, synopsis and go. Yeah, so uh, the story this at this point is after the Lincoln County War, 
between the regulators uh, and pretty much fucking everybody. The Union Army, the Murphy Men, everybody. <clears throat> and uh, we follow what Billy's been up to, which is being an outlaw, getting a bigger name for himself. And one thing I want to point out, and Tyler, I know we've talked about this because I couldn't hold it in. Um, in the first Young Guns movie, at on New Year's, when they're at the party in town, there's a split, maybe 30-second scene where Billy runs into someone whose name is Pat Garrett. And they introduce themselves, and Billy asks him, are you my friend or are you my enemy? And Pat looks at him and says, well, Billy, I'd like to say I'm your friend. And then that's it. You never see Pat Garrett again. Until now. And Billy's crew at this point is himself, Pat Garrett, and Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. You never heard of Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh? How have you not heard about Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh? (laughs) Who's Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh? Never heard about Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh? The Dave Rudabaugh? I will say, though... At the very end of the movie, someone finally realized who he was. Yeah. Someone recognized Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. And it and, didn't go well. Yeah, oh, it went terrible. But they knew who he was. Yep. <clears throat> and so, uh, at this point, uh, Doc's moved to New York. He's started a family. He's moved on from the life of an outlaw. And... <laughs> Question. Okay. With that, I'm sorry. Uh, with that being said, did we find out who his wife was? Was it no. Ling Long? It, it's presumed to be uh, Yen Sun from the first film. Wow, was not even close. You were not. Um, yeah, it's presumed to be Yen Sun, but it's never confirmed nor denied. We can only take a guess there. Just use context clues. Um, and then I don't think they really touch on where Chavez has been this entire time, if I had to guess, he was out repopulating his people. So uh, they his... said, they said at the beginning, I think. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure they said at the beginning. If they did, I don't recall. I don't, I don't remember. I was it's also not... watching this in between working, and Jeff's over here playing Tweedle, Tweedledee with the straw. And so, <laughs> uh... I'm just waiting for Jeff to go, Avada Kedavra! <laughs> Any second now. So, uh, Billy's still on the run. They're trying to hunt him down. They're trying to hunt down everybody who was involved in that Lincoln County war. So, you know, they go, they arrest Doc while he's teaching a classroom. Um, and then he's taken to this pit. Chavez is already in the pit. So now Doc and Chavez are reunited. And then Billy is persuaded by the governor to testify against the Murphy men in exchange for a full pardon. That actually happened a lot earlier on than I expected to. Yeah. And so they cut the deal. Billy's in custody. And then he quickly realizes they have no intention of getting him a full pardon. So what does he do? The only thing Billy the Kid can do. He escapes. And then that's when he realizes that Doc and Chavez are in this pit. And so what does he do? He goes and rounds up the boys. And then we're going to go free them. The worst part is that he realized too late. Does that make sense? 
No, like they know. already had him cuffed, and then the dude man walks in like, "Oh, I'm fucked." Yeah. <clears throat> and so, so, I mean, it is what it is. Yes. That, I mean, let let let's build from that. No, it's uh. Well, real I quick. Think... Real quick, they free Doc and Chavez, and then from there, the whole mission is to get to Old Mexico. Get to Old Mexico, and then you're they can't you know the law can't touch you there. You're all free men. All right, and then we'll go. My favorite part was Emilio Estevez being his Billy the Kid self. And after, so he he gets the gun from the outhouse, and he's walking up the stairs. He's like, "Uh, don't do it, Brandon, or Jeffrey, or George, whatever the dude's name was. Don't do it, and shoots him. But my favorite part was is that he goes onto the roof, and shoots the dude. Or no, no, he doesn't. He does it out the window. No, no, no he doesn't on the roof. No, it's he does. The roof. No, the roof is when he escapes the first time. Yeah, that's when, what I'm talking about. He's on the roof and he shoots on top of the roof. No, no, no. That's a different time. He gets. He gets yeah, he gets arrested twice. So the first time is when he's there falsely. Arrested, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just escapes. The second time he's actually arrested and escapes, and then he t- that's when he takes the shotgun. Shoots the guys like best dollar eighty I ever spent. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. It's sorry. It's it's all blurry. It's all blurred. I when we we're talking. No, there were the there movie, were a lot of scenes that looked exactly the same. So you're good. Yeah, when we were talking about the first movie last week, it was all uh, they, it all blurred back together. Yeah, and man, uh, eh, it is what it is. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Jeff. You you're very quiet. What you, what you got to say? I can't complain about it. I mean, it was as expected. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> How most sequels are. Um, they spent a little more time on development and having a, a better tension and a reason for it in this film than in the other one. Um, the other one was quick and fast, and you didn't need a lot of the explanation. And this one, you know, had you had more... Uh, it was more personal, obviously. Uh, and this one, as compared to the, the the other one, it was just revenge. This one was like uh, with having Pat go from uh, "Are you my friend, Billy?" You know, or, you know yeah. Are you my and friend, I Pat? Love, and when you get to the second one, that line in the first one has so much more weight behind it. Yes, <clears throat> and they they knew they knew they was gonna have some more weight to it, so they uh, recast the part of old Pat Garrett there. But yeah, no, and I but... think uh, William Peterson was did very well in, in that portion. Uh, from the time he was on screen and the, you know, right when they rolled the opening credits, um, do I know you? Yeah, that whole so... scene was great. Uh, I, 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 you know, the the chemistry between uh, William Peterson, uh, Christian Slater, and Emilio Estevez. Uh, was great. And I think the chemistry between those three was probably better than it was between any three parts of the the regulators from the first one. But that's just me. And you know, I might be reading more into it than's there. But I like the on the on screen roles they had uh, a little bit better in this one. But I agree. You know, I agree. Doc and Chavez. You know, if it was just Billy. 
I wouldn't want her to watch this movie. Yeah. No. It definitely had to bring others into it. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, like, when you think of young gun, the uh, the first young guns, you're not thinking of Dirty Steve and Charlie. You're you're thinking of. Hey, is you, you won't know what I'm talking about, but for a large portion uh, of the of the of the mid '90s, um, Charlie was on the radio. So fucking much. Uh, <laughs> on every radio station, hip-hop, urban, R&B, contemporary stations, top 40. Uh, I can't count how many times I had to hear about the regulators. Thanks <laughs> to Warren G and Nate Dog back in the day. That's funny. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. Just look up. Regulate by Warren G. Uh, it is fantastic, but I got so tired of hearing Charlie's voice all the time. And I don't even know if they paid for that. <laughs> Seeing as how uh, it was in the 90s and the and, and cultural lesson, guys, uh, sampling was going on, which is basically a theft of music uh, for the most part and for snippets of stuff. Um <laughs> They're the the speech that he gave to Billy uh, in the original Young Guns uh, was played at the beginning of that track over and over and over again for like a year and a half. <laughs> you talking about the the scene where he's talking about just stay here with the pig boy, pigs boy? You might learn something. Oh no! When he's telling him like you know, you know, regulators, we regulate all stealing. Oh, that one. Okay. You know, we're damn good. You can't be no geek on the street. You gotta be handy with the iron. And uh, Earth Steel or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think it's handy with the iron. It was just over and over and over again at that point. It was so, so bad. So I'm glad I didn't see Charlie in this one. Because um, I would have hated the movie on principle, uh, on a rewatch. Um, but for the music that was in the movie, not just evocative of a memory for me from something else. Uh, you gotta love John Bon Jovi. Just saying. Um, just saying. Much one, better soundtrack than this one than was the first one. One thing That's just I me. need. One thing I need to point out that I completely forgot to point out last week was one of the just random cowboys throughout the movie of Young Guns of the first Young Guns. Bigel, Tom was Aragorn. And Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these guys were just extras. Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise was a cowboy no. in that no, 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 movie. No, no, no. Yes. Not in 88, man. No way. That's... Young Guns or Young Guns 2? It says for Young Guns. That's just some dude named Tom Cruise, man. That ain't the same guy. I don't know. I mean, because Tom Cruise was born in 62. And he's still doing Mission Impossible. So it's possible that just as an early role, he just took an extra as a cowboy on this movie called Young Guns. Oh, oh, whoa. No, no, no. No way that's Tom Cruise. That is no way. That is no way. 
Okay, more to the point, did Viggo Mortensen buy his horse from this movie too? Probably. He <laughs> better have. No, if if the rumor is true, he has bought his horse from every single movie that he's ever been in that has a, that has a horse. I, I have questions. I don't think this is Tom Cruise. I don't know. I'm looking at a picture, and from this angle, it looks a lot like Tom Cruise. Does that look like Tom Cruise, Jeff? No, that's Pat that's, Garrett. That, that's Pat Garrett. That's William Well, Peterson. when I said Tom Cruise, okay, young yeah, guns, no, that pulls up. No, I'm looking at something. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to share this with you guys real quick just so you can see it. That's then, okay. There's Tom Cruise. And then I'm going to pull it up on screen That's right Bolo here. Young. <laughs> what? That's Bolo Young. But go go to what I just shared. Like, just click on that stream. That looks like Tom Cruise. What? How? No. That kind of looks like Tom Cruise. No. No, no shot. Okay, guys, we're chasing rabbits. Uh, Internet listeners, uh, if you know or have actual evidence, just let us know because it would be nice to find out. Because I have no idea. More to the point. Um, Yeah, so let's point something out. If Billy... Oh, and Jeff's gone. Wow. Where did Jeff go? Wow. Dude, I guarantee he, he went you to he a went different to go- he, he went to a different uh room. He's on a t- Oh my god, Jeff. <laughs> How stupid can he be? Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back, Jeff. Jeff you're Jeff fun over in that room. The 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 SoCo juice uh get to you or something like that? What what'd you call it? The the scoon? No. Um I just pressed the wrong button. Took me a second. Uh, <laughs> it's not technical. It's just technical difficulties. Not. Yeah. Hey, it's it's gonna happen. It's fine, man. Other I'm old. Uh, it's foreign to me and terrifying. Um, but no. But what I was saying was, uh, this is one of those movies where it's if this person just doesn't do this one dumb thing, nothing bad happens. And that one dumb thing is Billy getting up this ragtag crew of Hendry Williams French and a 14-year-old with Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh and the two of the regulators. And if he, and the farmer. Don't forget that, the farmer. That's Hendry William French. No, the fucking farmer. That's his name. His name's Hendry. No, because he never earned a name. We that's a Oh yeah, he was he needed his he nickname. He needed a name. And Billy's like, nah, you earn a nickname. And then he earned a nickname. He's like, nah. Which is facts. You you earn a nickname. You yeah, don't especially get a, you, you can't name yourself. Especially in a crew. It's like you got patches over here with his beard. Yeah, there it is. I've been waiting on that. Um Sorry, I had to. But no, if Billy hey, hey, does, it's looking better though. Thanks. If, no, it really is. I appreciate that. If Billy, can, you, like, can I finish something? this thought? Holy shit! <laughs> can you can you roll the mustache real quick though? No. Um, if Billy, he's better than you, and he knows it. What? Nothing. If Billy doesn't decide, 
all right, we're just gonna go up to John Chisholm's house and we're gonna tell him that we're gonna that he owes us half of his shit. And then when he says no, he's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna kill a man for every five dollars you owe me. And then he he pulls his whole fucking party trick of I'm gonna put my guns down, take four <laughs> steps back, and you have to beat me on the draw. <laughs> all right, Dave. Yeah, Ooh. yep. And then it's like, all right, now when I move, you start shooting, and I promise if you don't, you're not gonna make it. And then as soon as he doesn't even move, it's just Dave. Boom, dead. Then the second guy's like, oh shit. And he's like, Henry? I, I do and then, like and then how dude's this... over here fucking with his gun and then and then this is another part of that character development that we got in this movie. Then, you know, Doc kills him. Yep. And Doc's already said, like, I'm done with the killing. I'm done with all of it. Like, I just want to be done. Like, I don't like you. I don't want to be in this life. Ends up having to kill the guy and drops the fucking rifle and just goes. No, he didn't drop that thing. He fucking yeah, chucked he... it. Fucking threw he he threw down. it hard. Um, can we talk about for a second how when they were in the pit, where when uh, Chavez and um, and Doc were in the pit, how easily the other people gave them up? Oh well, you gotta think it was survival of the fittest at that point. They knew that's true. They knew that the Lynch hunters were, you know, they wanted Billy, and if they couldn't get Billy, they're gonna take the two regulators. And then as soon so, as they figure out, like, hey. I can give these guys up and they're not going to take me? Cool. Because the thing is, with the lynch hunters back in that day, they weren't the law. Like, you weren't just going to get a noose around your neck and then die. They were going to do whatever the fuck they wanted to before that. With the lynch hunters? I, or lynch mob, sorry. Lynch mob, lynch hunters, whatever it is. With That that gives us, that brings us to uh, the, the, the whorehouse. The, that whole scene. Ah, where good old, good old Jane Greathouse. So first of all, I love how um, Billy the Kid just tricked him and ended up dressing him up as Chavez and throwing him out oh, the yeah. window. Yeah, and mm. he threw him out the window and shot one bullet, and they lit him up in a heartbeat. But what I truly don't understand. Is that yeah? He died and he fell down those that that flight of stairs and came down to the bottom. And they all stand over looking at him. While by the way, they're all looking like the characters from the movie The Strangers, uh, <laughs> where they, you know, they go and torture everybody. But they all look at him and they go, "Oh shit, that was the sheriff." Look at each other, like fucking blockheads, yeah, and turn around just... and leave. I don't understand why couldn't why didn't they just continue to do what they're gonna do because and blame the killing and blame the killing on Billy the Kid and such. Because the thing is, in that time, like your deputy was your power, and when they realized that they had just killed Deputy Carlisle, they knew that you know there's no there's no way we outgun these guys. Because you gotta think that's that's not soldiers, that's not outlaws; those are just civilians. And they know at this point, like, all right, they outsmarted us. They made us kill our own deputy. Like, I'm done. I'm out. Plus, you don't want to stick around and be the one that gets murdered next. Because they obviously don't care if any of you die. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you kill the law, uh, 
you have no respect for it. And at that point, they, they realize like, oh, this isn't just some funny game that, that they're going to stop and throw their hands up because we're the law and there's a bunch of us. Uh, all it takes is for one person to break and that person is the one that's giving you the authority, quote unquote, uh, to carry out those actions. And they realize, I don't give a shit about you or your authority. Mm-hmm. Probably go back to the house, you know, go to bed and get up and take another day and dig in the dirt. In uh, Lincoln County. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm so sure. that, that explains that whole thing. And then uh, one thing to point out is that Pat Garrett is always one step behind Billy. Always yeah. once, always one step behind. And well, if he catches up too quick, the movie's over. That too. But you, <laughs> but you kind of realize. As the movie goes on, that was all by design by Pat Garrett. Like, he didn't want to catch Billy. He wanted to give Billy time to get to Old Mexico and get the fuck out. Yes, that's what I noticed the whole time is he he knew – he rode with him for so many years. He already knew where he was planning on going oh, yeah. once they got on that path. It was very obvious to see that he was slowing down, slowing down his – rangers as you would call them um i don't know what his his posse or or what they weren't deputies or anything like that uh he was slowing everybody down to make sure that billy had enough time to get to mexico those guys were uh john chisholm's personal security Uh. and so since chisholm's the one who hired garrett to hunt down the kid you know obviously there's that thought in the back of his head like he's just gonna let him go and i want him dead so i'm gonna send my guys yeah it's like what that explains a lot more is that uh pat got pissed when they killed doc because mm-hmm. and that's can we go ahead can we talk about the blaze of glory that uh doc went out on oh dude doc Doc he out. got one hell of a send off. Yeah, he went out, got shot. Told Javez, "Pick me up." Looks at Billy and's like, "Let's finish the game." Oh yeah, I thought he was gonna chicken out at first, but he was like, "No, nah, we got this. Let's go." No, he knew he was dead, and he was like, "Fuck it." Dead at that like, point. I'm, you know, I came in an outlaw. I guess I'm going out an outlaw. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense, really. And then throughout the movie, you start to see, one, Billy's infatuation for needing attention. Like, no. he, ha- he has to have it. Someone's got to be giving him attention. And that's why they go to White Oaks in the first place. It's because he needed someone to, to brush his ego a little bit. And then on top of that, you also you also see the spiraling of Billy as he realizes he's losing control by the second. You know, it all starts. Yeah. It all starts when the I can't think of the kid's name. Balthazar oh. Gibbs. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Balthazar. No. That was, that was the guy, the actor. <laughs> well, whenever you know, whenever he dies, already it's like, shit. You know, I just led a fourteen-year-old to his death, and then. When Doc dies, that's when you really start to see it. 
I was really surprised they killed off Chavez. I did not see that coming. Yeah, no, I think it was just this is the end of the regulators. And that was the whole story behind it. I know one of my favorite scenes is, and this is before anyone died, and they're running from, or no, I think this was, this might have been when the kid died. And they were running from Garrett and all the guys. And then they get to that cliff. All the horses, like, everyone stops, and then Chavez Chavez just comes in. I'd say, I'd say. And then, you know, they get down there, and then Dave's like, what the hell does that mean, that atsy atsy? It means stop. And it's like, (laughs) I I fucking love that shit. Because then Dave's just sitting there just taking it back, just like, oh, stop. Okay. I like the, um, Sorry, it's just like she, the the folks you can't see it, but but Dylan had just a damn spot on Christian Slater face. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that's not that's uncanny. How the hell did you do that? (laughs) Do the Slater voice from Archer. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, fantastic. I appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely one of my favorite scenes right there. But my yeah. my favorite scene was uh, the uh, or favorite part um, the graveyard scene. Oh yeah, when they get up and Chavez is like, "Hey, no, we need to go that way, but we need to go around." Yeah, like, and we're I think, gonna go what, around. R- Rudebaker, Rudebaugh. Rudebaugh? Uh He was like, "Nah." There's Indian bones, man. That stuff, that stuff's so expensive. I know we gonna get that. And he goes over there, and they start fighting and whatnot. And he, my, I, I, they, he sucked the 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 knife through oh. uh, Lou Diamond Phillip uh, Chavez's arm, and he it did. He kept going like it didn't phase him. But when he fell backwards and he started to pull out his gun, everyone else pulled his gun out on him. Um, <clears throat> but my favorite part is like, hey. You want your knife back? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. You know, it's just one of those things of like, hey, you two are going to squash the beef right here, and then when it becomes too much, that's when the rest of us will step in. And then I love how I love how even the kid, even the kid, like, without even hesitating, just fucking pulled iron on yep. the ball. Honor. Honor was a good thing back then. Uh, yeah. We can't say too much about 2022 that honor means a thing but back then honor was a thing i mean you can say the same thing in the first movie yeah like during the the big fight at the end they're like hey there's ladies coming out and it's like all right everyone chill they let the women leave the house and then it's right back to let's kill each other i know this was last week um but I i really forgot to mention it when they start throwing all the suitcases out the window and (laughs) out pops billy the kid going pew pew I thought that was the fucking funniest thing. Oh, it's... anyways. Go ahead, yeah, Chuck, you're what were you going to say, bud? Sorry. No, I was saying that um, when you speak to the point of once the line was crossed and everyone uh, stepped in to stop it, uh, that's back when um, an ass whooping never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, in those days of long since past, and by no means am I. Uh, Saying we should go back to that. That being said, uh, I live in, in an open carry state in border one as well. 
So that mentality still exists here at some level. Um, <laughs> Georgia. Yeah, we're not advocating we, violence in any way. No, not by any stretch. But we are saying that, you know, uh, consequences for actions uh, doled out in a, in, in a, with a sense of urgency and immediacy. Uh, when all parties realize that there is, in fact, a line that you do not cross, um, would have a little more positive outcome uh, than some of these <laughs> policies and social norms that are being forced upon us now. That's enough for my soapbox. Uh, I will get off of that. My favorite Place. part of this whole movie was the uh, burial scene at the beginning of the film. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was pretty like, like I said, like the first 10, 15 minutes, like, you know, I got everything I wanted out of this movie. Now, the the glorious deaths of the of the other regulators, um, hard to watch, you know, at some level, once you realize that you actually involved these characters, but for the reasons being uh, that they that they did pass, and that lifestyle has dire consequences for all those people involved in it um well except for william h bonnie yeah evidently who was still alive in what 1942 when he was talking oh, yeah. to the dude yeah we, kind of, we kind of glazed um, over that part um yeah so what, what the... was... what's up what year was it at the beginning of the film um i'm not sure so when they went back in time, it was uh, 1981 or 1881 um, when they started the whole actual story and stuff like that. Um, but I don't I was looking at the cars of that that they had in there. It looked like the 40s. That sounds about because, right. Because you got to think about it. Um, the kid, Billy Kid, Bonnie or William H. Bonnie was like not even 20 in the first young guns and that was in the probably 1870s that that the movie itself was set in the 80s it was set in 1881 yeah, yeah it was that's what i said 1881 yeah yeah so we're probably looking so i'm thinking 1940 for how those the cars looked it was 19 at least 1940 yeah so about that time but yeah so so it starts with you know this old guy calls news station he's like hey i have something i want to tell you mm. lawyers or law yeah that's what it was. yeah because he was still looking for his pardon that he was promised mm -hmm. and so calls the lawyer and he's like yeah no i'm billy the kid he's like well can you prove it well i've got like do you have any scars or anything and then that's when we get into i got scars but on that <laughs> note like the whole sounds like that one old guy from every movie that's just like uh, very senile and behind on every conversation. Quit like, hey, do you have these scars? <sighs> Looks around. I've got scars. <laughs> I was halfway expecting him to strip his shirt off. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. He told a story instead. Great story. But no, that really? like on that note though, like on the note of Pat Garrett, like. Always staying one step behind Billy. Like, the one guy who was in charge of Chisholm's security. There's the scene where Doc dies. You know, he has a yeah. clear shot on Billy. So what does... What does Pat do? 
shoots he beside Billy, him. gives him out, gets him out of the way. And then at the end of the movie, you know when, you know, everyone's dead. I think yeah, everyone's dead except for Rudabaugh might be dead at this point. Um, cause no, he wasn't dead yet. Well, they said he died pretty quick when he made it to Old Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah, they hung him. No, they uh, beheaded him. Or beheaded him as a warning to other outlaws trying to uh, evade to Mexico. Yep. And uh, I think Hendry William French is the only one who actually survived. Yeah. Allegedly, because no one really knows what happened to Billy. But when they're in that room, and, you know, Pat's in there alone with Billy, and he's like, why didn't you just go to Old Mexico? I gave you every opportunity to just go. And now, like, what am I supposed to do now? Just let you walk away? Like, I, I can't do that. And then, you know, who knows what happened from there? Because Billy says he's going to start walking away. And we hear the shot, never see anything. But then, you know, at the funeral of Billy the Kid, you know, someone just snatches a horse. And Billy said it. I've never I stole a horse like from that. anyone I don't like. Yep, that I, that's probably one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. Um, at the beginning, he was talking about, like, oh, I don't steal horses from somebody I like. And then at the very end, he, you, you know some, what I mean? Yeah, someone steals a horse. And yeah. You see that look on Garrett's face where it's just that motherfucker. Yep, man, so that, that was honestly my favorite line of the entire movie. But yeah, like, there, there were a lot of lines in this movie that we're just constant callbacks, you know, let's finish the game pals, you know, never stole a horse from a man. I didn't like. And and it was good. It was, it was smart writing. The callbacks weren't, they, you know, it's not like they turned to the camera and, and winked at you when they were doing them. You know, it was subtle. They were there. It was, it was perpetual on a lot of them, but at the same time, you're making a popcorn movie that makes you stop eating popcorn for a second. Yep. Yep, which is which is pretty nice to do occasionally. And I I like how they they tie in the first movie, like you said, with those with those lines, the callback lines, and everything like that. It makes you want to actually go back and watch the first one over again. And and that's exactly what I did. So last week when I said that, oh, we um, I had to watch it twice. This movie, the second one, actually made me want to rewatch the first one and get a whole lot more of those. Like I said. Is probably because the kids were being a bunch of dickheads. Uh, they're kids. That's going to happen. Um, and like we said before, apparently I'm just like a dickhead wrestler. Don't remember his MF or whatever his name was. MJF. Um, what? MJF. MJF. I was close. I was very close. Um, you talking about movies that made you want to watch. Um, you know, I'm not watching CSI anymore. Oh, God. Again. But I did go run down the OG copy of Manhunt, uh, a Manhunter from with uh, William Peterson in it. Yeah, that, you know, it was just weird. Like I can't remember how many times they attempted to start uh, the franchise with Hannibal Lecter before they finally got it right. Um, and, and now, that didn't come until what 2017 or something like that. No, you you had the Sons of the Lambs, but before that you had Red Dragon, well Manhunter, which is basically like the Red Dragon, 
uh, from back then. Um, when you had, uh, oh God, instead of having Anthony Hopkins play Hannibal Lecter in that movie, it was played by, I cannot think of the guy's name. He played Uncle Argyle from Braveheart. He was a Russian <laughs> general from the Red, Red and Red 2. Um, he's the evil old head of the family in the HBO series that just started a new season. I can't think of the guy's name. Brian something or another. What's what series? The one the one about the shipping company. That um, gets in. Um I know what you're talking about. At first I was thinking about Euphoria with the Zendaya. Um That's just a remake of an Israeli program. It don't count. <laughs> I'm talking about an original series, man. Jeff's Jeff's not salty or anything. <clears throat> We should do a podcast of all the remakes and see how salty Jeff gets by the end of it. <laughs> some remakes are better. You know, uh, The Departed was a remake. Yes. The remake is better. Uh, Grudge, The Ring. The Ring, the U.S. remake was better. What uh, about Charlie and Chocolate Factory? Oh, not so much. Not so much. Uh, any any Disney animated movie that was remade into a live action, the live action. And can you call it live action when that that's what CGI? I, I think there has to be a line that needs to be clearly delineated. Yeah, Lion King. Yeah, Lion King does not count action. as live action. It's Lion just, King. Was CGI? Yes, it's horrible. Uh, has Has anybody enjoyed any of those movies? Uh, oh. I I didn't even watch the the remake of Lion King. I no. I've never it, seen it, that it, one. I watched Aladdin. I it was okay. I didn't I didn't hate Aladdin. I, I watched Aladdin too. It was oh. okay. When does the animated Aladdin take place? So are you talking about the Aladdin theory? That's correct. Oh, I oh, love I'm... the Aladdin theory. How, how does the genie know about baseball and everything else? How? How does he know about all, all the stuff he knows? Why does all his references mid-90s? Yes. And all of that's fine, but then you have the stop, the stop signs and the old buildings in the desert. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So Why'd you put the same... Why'd you do that? This is saying, which I mean, there's a ton of holes in this right here. But it says, you know, if Genie was said to have spent 10,000 years in the lamp, then it's somewhere like 10,300 AD. But the thing is, is, like, there's, it's not, like, there's nowhere that says Genie was put in the lamp on in this year. So, I mean. Well, if, but if all his references are topical to the mid-90s. Yeah, you gotta think True. he was put in the lamp around the 90s. Yeah, so this is saying it's a post-apocalyptic world, where yes. only Arabic and, and some Greek survived. Which wouldn't surprise me, because no one goes to the Middle East that much anymore. Not on purpose. 
unless they're contracted to. Anyways, um, yeah. Billy the Kid, um, I Billy the Kid would have been one of the ones that he'd definitely one hundred percent go over there. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I I was reading and I missed like. <laughs> yeah, so the spiraling of Billy. You really see that after Doc one after Doc, but then definitely after he realizes that Chavez is dying. Like that he's gone. Yeah. You definitely yeah. see it then. It's like at that point it wasn't just a revenge thing. He became resigned to to attempting to see justice. But then realized he was like he wasn't gonna get it. Well, not I, really. I yeah, like, I feel like part of it too was the fact that this entire time he is telling them, uh, oh, well, I can't remember the name of the trail off the top of my head, but we're taking this trail takes us straight to Old Mexico. And then you know that's when they find out, like, and that's the scene where Doc dies, where he's like, you know, that I made it all up, that doesn't exist. And then. Doc dies. That's where Chavez gets shot. And then he realized, I think it's also in his head that he realizes, like, I'm the one who did that. Pat Garrett mm. didn't kill him. Sure. Kill these guys. I killed them. They both just wanted to leave. And I led them straight to their grave. And I think that's another thing that kind of sent Billy over the edge. I can see that. I can see that. No, I, I completely agree with that. It's... <clears throat> Definitely, everybody's actions come definitely come into play on how on how on the end game of everything. Um, could they have been a little smarter? One hundred percent, and they they wouldn't have died. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not right away, but I, I don't. It's it's eighteen eighty one. No I one mean, cares. At the same time, though, I mean. Doc had just realized that Billy was lying. He's like, fuck it. I'm going back home. As soon as he walks out the shack, boom, dead. And then, you know, Chavez, he just caught a bullet on the way out. I do hate how they killed Chavez right there at the same time. I don't know. I feel like there was a little bit of poetic justice in it. I think if you had dragged it out longer, uh, if you'd have, if you'd have had any, if you'd have had him, you know, get away with him and then, then catch a bullet arbitrarily sometime later, it would just feel tagged on. This time, like it basically just drove him well past despair. The fact that he already admitted to the fact that he's lying and then and he's full of shit, doesn't know what he's doing. That that had to be an awful lot for a narcissist. And then to lose the only other two people that you were really counting on at that point, you know, it, it was just getting, removing options from him from anything else than trying to, you know, go out in a yeah. blaze of glory. Well, that brings us to our newest segment, Jeff. <clears throat> I love what do you segment. think the uh, IMBD score was? The IMDb. It's, at, it's out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten.
Oh, this is a hard one. This is rough. Uh, personally, my score would be higher for this than Young Guns. Um, but I don't think the general populace would feel that way. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven one. So you were actually very close. Um, it's a uh, six point five. What? I was going to say 6-8. Yeah. They gave it a 6-5. They gave it a 6-5. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. 63. 29. What? What? The, the audience score was 66. Okay. Okay. My audience, audience was 66. But even the audience um, score. meter was a 29. Oh man, come on, dude. Uh, well, you know, again, when were the reasons put in? Like, this movie came out in like 90. 90. What? What year was 90. it? 90. You gotta look at like, you still have an old school bastion set of reviewers at that point. Uh, yep. People that are entrenched and deep, you know. Deep cinema. Um, this is the same group of people that would, that we went on to do ridiculous things. They were in control and making these choices. Uh, this is the same lofty, artsy people that were making these reviews at the time that said that put Jethro Tull on the on the Grammy Award for Best Heavy Metal. So uh, you can see how that score would be super low. And the fact that I said I think mine would be a little higher, you know, than most people, you know, I, I think I'll pat myself on the back for, for my IMDb score for audience members. But man, yes, that's crazy uh, to for it to be that low. And I thought it was a much better piece of a film than the the OG Young Guns. The, yeah, the, so, the I agree. Stupid. And yeah, this I one can. had a little. Stuff. I can't believe the audience score was lower. The audience I score was higher. The score is lower just because you got the the differential between eighty eight and ninety was not two years. It seemed to be generations. The, uh, so just, just so you know, the audience score was sixty six, and the yeah. tomato meter was twenty nine. Dylan, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. but for the but for okay. the no, I'm saying between this one and the first one. Yeah. Oh no, the first one? Oh, I didn't give you the audience. The first, for the first it was a seventy six. I'm looking at it. That's what it was. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, it, I, don't know, I don't know the people that watched this gave it a seventy six and were disappointed by watching the second. True. I think the second one, like you said, was a lot better than the first one. And like I said, that's what made me want to go back and rewatch the first one to get more of those of the. Uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? The not comparisons, but uh, callbacks. Uh, to look more at the callbacks of the first. Yeah. Movie. Well, um, yeah. Well, it's just. Like I know Emilio Estevez was in great films. At some point, he has to be. Otherwise, I wouldn't know his name. I don't know what they are. Um, the Ducks. No, I I've never watched the Mighty, the Mighty Ducks. Ducks. I will never watch the Mighty Ducks. I, I can't. I, I don't I don't have no touchstone for for hockey sports movies uh, outside of a very few uh, gross me out 
Um, so next week we're watching Moneyball about no. baseball. Uh, Actually, I love Moneyball. That's <laughs> a sports movie. That's a movie about people and math. All right, so the I, replacements? I love Moneyball. I like Any Given Sunday, and I don't like most Oliver Stone movies. I know that's going to offend the, the cinephile or two that might be watching this or listening to it or or, was, or just showing their feet what these jackasses talk about. But uh, there are some Oliver Stone movies that I enjoy. Uh, Any Given Sunday, I enjoy that movie. Moneyball, great. Uh, I ain't watching the Mighty Ducks. Uh, it ain't happening. All right, so next week we're watching Air Bud. <laughs> and all the way through Air Bud 8. Yeah, all, mm-hmm. all the Air Buds. I, I, I appreciate the time I've spent here on this podcast. This will be my No, there's a line, guys. That type so, of shit. That's the line. But as far as other stuff that Emilio Estevez has done, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff. I, I mean, I Repo Man. I, I don't. I don't know what else. He was in Breakfast Club. He was in Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, but uh, those are things like like those movies. Those are those are back then. And like Breakfast Club, it was like it's it, it's it's five years removed from from the first young from the first Young Guns. It yeah. seems a lifetime in differential between those movies. When they're shot, it might be longer than that. It might be like, I don't know, seven or eight years between so, those two movies. It seems a huge difference. Uh, between movie. Young Guns, between and the time no, they were Breakfast set, Club? Breakfast Club, and the uh, first Young Guns, uh, eighty-three and eighty-eight, so five years. Yeah, that five years seems a huge differential between so, point A and point B. Did you? you know, so how much do you think uh, – sorry, I was wrong. 85 and 88, um, it was uh, three years. Um, so how much do you think the budget for this movie was? Oh, it's a, it's a sequel that they made money off of. I'd say $22 million? Dylan, what do you think? $18 million. $20 million. Oh, look at that. 20 million. Literally split the difference. Yeah, split the difference. So, um... Split between friends. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, hey, it's also, it's funny. You got the younger, uh, who's the lowest ball. You got the older, who had the high high ball. And I was right in there in the middle. Um, anyways. Um, so... She she said balls a whole time. (laughs) I mean, you said longhorns and balls earlier, too, so I don't want to hear it. You said Um, a lot of things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's accurate anyways so um young guns it it grows it grows 44 million uh domestically and then 11 million or like 40.5 million domestically and 11 million uh internationally so it roughly was around 56 million altogether uh, how much do you think it grossed this this time uh, for Young Guns too? So we went from a just recapping fourteen million budget for the first Young Guns, and they made about fifty six million. Correct. Okay. 
I'm going to say 64. I'm going to go 60, 64, 5. So they the actually. Right. What? Well, the, the price is right, motherfucker. <laughs> so they actually did not release this internationally. Oh. Um, it was only domestically, and it only made $44 million. Cheating, man. You're cheating. I was say, you got to tell us that part. Oh, no, I'm not doing that part. That's fucked up. No, this is fun for me. No, it's fucked up that you wouldn't tell us that it wasn't no, international. Right? But, yeah, they, they I was actually very surprised they didn't release it internationally. Yeah, that is... Well, it, it's like, you guys ever watch any movies about... Uh, Heath Ledger was in it, Guy Pierce. It was about some outlaw in Australia. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, you're the only other motherfucker that did. Because when you get to folk heroes uh, in other countries, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Who gives a shit? Do you you know about that, you know, know, that guy in Canada that did that thing? Ryan Reynolds? You know what I'm talking about? Which guy? You shouldn't fucking know. You're not Canadian. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not like it's a historical significance. It's a folk hero thing. It's like, uh, hey, you guys know who John Lafitte was? Who? Exactly. That's a, It's just a where you are type of thing. So I can understand them not releasing it to, you know, internationally, but when you spend that much money on it, there had to be some breakdowns behind the scenes. It wasn't a decision not, not to release it. It was the fact that they couldn't get a distributor to cut them in on the price that they're willing to pay for it. Yeah, uh, at that point. Because the surprising part is, like, it was international for the first one. Yeah, it's just like whoever did that, whoever had the production, the, the distribution rights on international did nothing to actually advertise that movie. So, Tyler, what would you rate this movie? Yeah, I like this a whole lot better. I think last one I did a three. Uh, I'm going to give like a 4.6. No, no, fuck. I was, about, I, was, I was about to say 4.6. That's fucking generous. No, about, about a 3.6. I like this one a tremendous amount more than I did the first one. Uh, it, but I can't dance to it. What? Dead Poet Society. <laughs> no, I didn't hear what you said. I, I said I like Byron, but I can't dance to him. Um, <laughs> but um, Dylan, have you ever watched Dead Poet Society? No. Can you put that on the list? Uh, the put- list gets deleted every week. Oh, I'm terrified. Well, guys, if you'd like to hear us rant about Dead Poet Society. And I'm sure that was going to be an inappropriate as hell, too. We'll oh, uh, be more than happy yeah. to go off down that, that road for you. Or we can just do a Robin Williams <laughs> terrifying movie, The Spiral. You know, we can do that. We can do, or do we just do, a, you know, a whole a whole week about comedians that made us cry in dramatic roles? And, you know, we could do that, too. Not, yeah. not Bill Cosby. We're, we're not talking about you. <laughs> yeah, he he made us cry in the wrong ways. I would like to talk to you about the rip on my pudding pop. 
Oh, man. Jeff, dude. what would you rate the movie? I, dude, I, you know, I, I, I think I wasn't trying to rate it differently when I gave him the ratings earlier. So, you know. No, and see, that's what that's what I asked that for because it's it's an honest, genuine Jeff answer. <laughs> is that is that when I, he's he's truly given his True. his perspective on it? That's why I asked. I him like it. That. You tricked us. Um, I know how Jeff's brain works. Sometimes, other times, I'm like, holy shit, my brain's gonna explode. Um, but you know, it happens. That's how it works. Um, Jeff, what or not Jeff? The other chin patch, um, Dylan. What do you rate this movie as? I'm going to be biased again and giving it five gold stars. And the thing is, too, is that I am way more in, like attached to the characters than you guys are. So when Doc and Chavez Okay, so died, what is the history of Chavez e. Chavez? Uh, he was on a reservation with his people and then they heard about the indian uprising they killed his okay, people that, while... no, no 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 i want to know his first pet's name because they went over that in the first movie stop stop this foolishness okay tyler you tell me then because i got no it, clue it, there's that's not a thing that happened i i know it's not and i wanted to see what fuck just random sorry name sorry, sorry 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 they talked about him be on the reservation in the first movie not his first pet i was being a jackass on that one but they talked about him being on a reservation in the first movie yes and they were giving they were giving his people food that was just rotten and had maggots in it and then the clothes they were given were basically not even clothes and then you know him and a bunch of the other men were like we're gonna go steal the food and they heard about it and so what did they do they attacked the village while the men were, or the reservation, while the men were away. They, his younger siblings, they bashed their brains in with their boot heels, and then they took a, and then they took a saber and cut his mother from her privates to her head. Would you like more backstory? I know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I just, this is your favorite movie. I just want to hear you talk about it. You, you were very quiet in this one. Go ahead, Jeff. You know what I don't want to hear. Is for Dylan to ever say privates again? Hey, uh, that was that was truly distasteful. I don't. I felt I felt assaulted at some level in my soul. It was, it was, it was wounding. I, I felt the clean of the saber, uh, and when he said it, so that type of poetic prose it has to be used sparingly, young man. It's dangerous stuff. Um, hey, I was yeah. just quoting. <laughs> all right well um i i don't think we have much more we can add on this i mean we we we, we pretty much did what we could with the movie uh it was like we've all said it had its great parts um like we didn't have to hear the god-awful uh dialect of the late great charlie sheen wait no is he still alive yeah, I think he's still alive. Okay, of the great Charlie Sheen. Um... <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This guy's burned so many bridges. If he gets back on a television set again, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> the only time we're going to see him again on a television set is on a, a, a on a scroll on TV because the actual news ain't going to give a shit when he passes. 
Facts. Oh, that's huge facts. No, we didn't have to worry about his dialogue or dialect. Um, there's great movies that are great upsides of the great scenes that we all like. There are scenes that we didn't like. It is what it is. Um, but I mean, that that's the whole point of us getting together is, you know, to drink three or five drinks and have fun and talk shit and rag on each other. Um, I, I would love to see Jeff just take a swig of that. Damn, I tried. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. One so day he we'll, will. I'll say we'll get him one Hopefully. day. One day. One day. Should we go? Should, should we? Should we give him a little hint as to what the next one is? So this next week is just uh, give a Jeff's hint. No, 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 but just give a hint. Don't actually say it. See if people can figure it out. I, I, if I can make the voice, I would do the voice. Which I can't. I can't. I can't do the voice. Like, oh, if I if I could think of it, I might be able to do it. I I can't do the voice. Now nah, let's just let's we can go ahead and tell him what it is. Okay, it's less fun. But just fun. go ahead. What what actually? What made you want to do this one? The reason I picked this movie, um, it was a spur of the moment thing that never happened. Uh, back in the day, um. We are spontaneously went to a, a a movie during the week. This is the last movie I've ever sat through with my mother, um, which is insane on a couple of different levels. Um, and this one just, I had no idea about it. I somehow dodged all the trailers uh, or posters about this. So I went into watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit with zero information going in. <laughs> So when you go and watch a movie that that is that much the spectacle, um, that makes for movie magic, and it did for me. So I have very fond memories of it. Um, that, and then on rewatches, uh, I'm sure people may disagree with me, but that movie is spectacular, and we'll get into all the reasons I love that movie uh, on our next uh, our next podcast. So. Our okay. next podcast, we will be doing the 1988 Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Is it really that? Uh, what? I thought it was more. I, I thought it was like 93, 94. Nope. 1988 Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, before you were born. Yeah, it's before I, I was born. Then 93, 94. Uh, no, well, I watched his parents at that point. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was ten years before I was born. I don't. We've done three, four movies that were before I was born or after I was born. Yeah, we should do the top award-winning movie from each year of our birth. We don't want to do mine. Why? Mine's Titanic. Oh come on, man! We got to. I'll do Titanic. I didn't think you guys would want to do Titanic. Are you ready, Rose? Are you ready to go? <laughs> Can you draw me like one of your French girls, please? Uh, Tyler, what year <laughs> were you born? We're chock full what? already. What What year were you born, Tyler? Uh, ninety. What's yours, Jeff? While I look this up. It's The Godfather, man. It's seventy-four. I've never even heard of this. I'm down to watch Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather. But that's always a movie I've wanted to see. Need, I've never seen Godfather either. I've never uh, even 
heard of this movie. Born Which on Fourth of July. No, what I'm seeing the number one grossing film for your for 1990 was Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, no, I've never even heard of this, but apparently you guys have. Okay. Well, maybe we should go with something else. Like a cameo? Because I, I don't know, man. I can't. It's it's Whoopi Goldberg, and I can't oh, make myself watch it again. I can't make myself watch it again. I'm sorry. I mean, everybody loves Enchained Melody. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, I would well, I would rather here. I would rather watch Driving Miss Daisy again than watch Ghost. Okay. Well, Maybe. the second highest grossing was Pretty Woman. <laughs> The third one was Home Alone. Can, can we please go with Academy Award winners for that year? Please. What is yours, Dylan? Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> Choice on yours, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. When we're going off of Academy Awards, Dances with Wolves is Tacos. <laughs> All I have to say about the Days of the Wolves toys is Shumani to Tonkna Owishnae. We may just have to go to 91. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, come on, man. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't remember how to mangle the code of language from watching Days of the Wolves? Hey, uh, we could do the hunt for Red October. Nothing wakes you up like a, like a, like a Russian sea captain with an Irish accent. <laughs> uh, oh my God! We will, we will, we will get to that at a later time. <laughs> oh, my I'm pretty God. sure mine's Titanic. Yeah, mine's Titanic. Yeah, so, yeah that's you got no choice in yours. You have six hundred thousand dollars Titanic. Next one's Armageddon with two hundred one or six hundred million. The fuck? Next one's Armageddon with two hundred one million. Armageddon's a great movie, by the and way. And then after that saving private Ryan. Oh dude, ninety eight was killing it in the box office. Ninety apparently sucked balls. Yeah, ninety fucking sucked for what I hear. I mean, I was born in the 90s, so of course it sucked. Dude, <clears throat> The Water Boy, A Bug's Life, Rush Hour. Dude, I remember watching A Bug's Life in theater. Is any is Enemy of the State good? Who ordered the poo poo platter? Sorry. Mask of Zorro was 98. Oh, I watched the, I watched it like three weeks ago. The Rugrats movie. So, all right, we're just rambling on at this yeah. point. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please look out for more wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully, we'll be on uh, Apple Podcasts here soon. Hey, get us more viewers. Share us, please. Uh, if you love us, leave us a review on Spotify or Anchor. 
Uh, let us know how much you loved us or how much we suck. Give us a five star regardless. Um, follow us on Twitter, MBR, at MBR Pod. Uh, if you have any recommendations, send us a message. I will reply. We will reply. Um, and we can work on that and try to do better or do what you want us, what you want to hear. Um, no copyright infringement is intended. These are the opinions of three guys who love movies, drinks, and just having fun. Um, with that, you guys take care and uh, pew, pew, pew. And also, even if you know you hated this rambling and you thought it was the worst thing you've ever heard tell your friends make them endure it too we don't care as long as you get us more listeners that's accurate if we can endure uh dylan's dumb rambling and my idiotic rambling and jeff Jeff. putting up with us for an hour you guys can deal with it for real well, hour and 15 minutes. This one went a little longer. Close enough. But All on right. that Take note, care, guys. goodbye.